0: Ask the Podcast Coach for July 23rd, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com and joining me right over there on the 64th birthday of my older brother, by the way. Oh. Um, yeah. Nice. He, he, it's his beetle birthday. Is uh hey, you know what? I would put your uh uh theaverageguy.tv on there, but uh mm-hmm. it still says somebody didn't change it from last week. That um, is that is not David Hooper. That is uh Jim
1: Cullison, the guy from the tv. How's it going, Jim? No worries, Dave. Uh, greetings and happy Saturday morning to you. Big thanks to Dave uh, Hooper for filling in for me last week. Couldn't have had a last minute thing happen at work and Always great to be with you on Ask the Podcast
0: Coach. Well, it's always fun that you work at Gallup and you're a spy. So on occasion, you know, the agency calls you up and, and you have to go out and yeah, uh, I gotta go out and uh, save I'm the world coach. and that kind of stuff, things like that. Yeah, I
1: was drinking lots of coffee last weekend, <laughs> but that's not. This is not last weekend. Can you help me out? <laughs> there he goes. Uh, yeah, there
0: that, we go. <laughs>
1: and of course, that coffee pour <laughs> is brought to you by
0: <laughs> Mark over at Podcast Branding. Dot co. If you need a logo, if you need a full-blown website, if you need a lead magnet, if you need podcast artwork, check him out at podcastbranding.co. Not only is Mark a phenomenal graphic artist, he's also a podcaster. So that whole thing where you have to go, it's kind of like a radio show, but it's on the end. In- yeah, you don't have to explain that. Mark knows what it is. And in fact, he's going to know a lot about your podcast because he's going to sit down with you one-on-one and talk about your podcast, kind of get the vibe of it, and look at your website. Currently, what we you have to make sure that your logo fits in with everything that he's going to design for it. So if you want to look professional, because, you know, they see you before they hear you, you want to go over to podcastbranding.co and tell Mark that, hey, Jim and Dave from Ask the Podcast Coach sent you.
1: Cappuccino. Big thanks to our friend Dan LeFebvre over there based on a true story podcast, based on a true story podcast.com. If you're looking for something else to listen to, maybe you're, I don't know, Dave, I like me, I've kind of run through, I'm kind of back in my routine and I could probably add another podcast. You might want to check out Dan's based on a true story com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And uh you know
0: we today on the show we're going to talk about that how do you find a new show we're also going to talk about uh Jim's been uh experimenting with his uh, home gadget geeks but uh that was uh, I went over to Reddit cuz uh we got some feedback on the show that kind of said at times the signal to noise ratio is how they is a little uh no, a little very creative. a little very more creative. noise than signal so i was like all right and it it dawned on me that how i research this show every week. Cause obviously, well, first of all, let's say that if you're watching us live, we're at ask slash live. If you want to jump in and ask a question, that's really the coolest way to do it. Ask slash join. We'll get you right there. So we take questions from the chat room. I go out to Facebook and for the longest time I've been avoiding the most commonly asked questions. Cause we see them every week. What's the best microphone? What's the best host? What's the deal with anchor? How do I find guests? Um, And over and over and over, and we've kind of talked about that. And so I've gone out and found these obscure questions that people don't ask all the time. And on the other hand, when you think about it, that means we're not talking about the things that people (laughs) are talking about. And so I went over to Reddit today, and Reddit actually lets people vote on topics. And one of the new topics was, what makes you want to try a new podcast? And uh, I was like, you know what, that kind of leads into... Oh yeah the, the chat room is letting us know Jim today is episode 400 so the, yeah
1: hey that's we made it uh, that's Woo-hoo. raw exciting yeah that's uh, uh
0: yay us
1: <laughs> here's an idea let's just do a show yeah we'll just we'll just do a show. How's that sound <laughs> that's it i'll have to I'll have to remind the audience when we did a 100 show a while back for another podcast I was on we did a big celebration all we had people write in and all kinds of stuff and then the comment, the feedback we got was one was, "Well, I'll never get that hour of my life back." And in the in the uh, in the depths of that feedback, they said, "You know, enough congratulatory backslapping." You know, we had been uh, we had been, <laughs> we had been uh, congratulating ourselves quite a bit. So, Dave, congratulations on four hundred. So, what makes you want to try a new podcast? Well, you know, I get sick of topics after a while. I was, you know, I think for the last couple of years I have been listening to, and I think Ed listens to the show, but I'll, I'll, I'll say Cigar Authority. And, okay, I've run two years or three years on that on that topic. Am I going to be as inclined to, for it to be the first one I listen to? Well, I, I've found a few others that, that, it, that the chemistry is good, the conversation is good, it's a whiskey-based podcast, so I enjoy the, I enjoy the topic. Um, and it's, it's kind of, they've kind of won me over. I just like their, I, I, I like their stuff. And listen, I've gone out and listened to plenty and watched plenty of whiskey-based, like, YouTube videos and stuff. I i am, I continue to be drawn by the personalities, right? That's the, I think that's the thing that attracts me the most. My personality, what I'm looking for fits theirs, and so, Dave, it's, I think it's just a relationship thing. We're not for everybody, and not everybody is for us. And same thing, I think, on a podcast. You're not for everybody, and everybody's not for you. And so, so I always find that, that chemistry works the best. Dave, what about you? What, do you? what do you, when you're looking for something new, or what do you find that's attracted you to the podcast? Well, podcast? DR
0: says the, the one thing for me, sometimes just boredom from what I've been listening to. So on one hand, you want to be consistent and deliver value but there comes a time when you turn into AC/DC, where you put on the new acdc album and you go wait are you sure this is the new one it sounds just like like AC/DC does not change uh to their credit and but on the other hand you kind of go i think i've already heard this before and so if i'm just like ah but usually it's something i want to learn so if it's whatever the topic is. So, Hey, I need to learn more about SEO. So I'll go into an app and type in SEO and then see what comes up. And this is where, uh, for me, that's the first thing, right? So you got, you have to know what you're looking for. And then from there, I think the first thing that does make me want to go is the title, first of all. So if it's like, you know, better CEO means more visitors. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. That's my problem. So that might be it, the title of the show, as opposed to if it's some sort of like, you know, the uh, the 404 podcast, because that's the, the thing for a dead page, right? Like web guys are going to know that, but that's a horrible name because nobody's searching for 404. So that So the name, and then for me, I think it goes from, I'm looking for something, the name comes up, so your name has some sort of keywords in it, Then from there, the artwork, again, they see you before they hear you. And then I don't look at reviews at all. I mean, if I do, I glance at them last. But then, now I've clicked on your show and it's up in front of me. Now I look at episode titles. And that's where I cringe when I see episode 17, episode 18, or if it's just somebody's name, Jim Cullison, Dave Jackson, Daniel J. Lewis, because it's an interview show. And I'm like, I don't know who Schmoopy McFarland is. You know, but if you if you explain to me what the takeaway was from Schmoopy, I might click on that. Uh and then from there it's a matter of what well, especially now you can click the listen button and if it starts off with, you know, I just turned twenty eight and I'm sad, it's my birthday. Okay, I'm not that's that's not what the it, it says how to grow your website with SEO and you're talking about French toast recipes, I'm out. So that's my path. Is is yours any different or
1: I think from a path perspective, pretty, pretty similar. You know, I'm going to, although I'm going to force myself to listen a little bit longer to a new podcast than I might normally, just because you got to get used mm. to it. You got to kind of understand uh, some things. I just, I kind of know, I think from a, um, from a podcaster's perspective, the, I think the more consistent you can be both with content and the way you do the podcast, as well as consistent in your own personality on the podcast, when people stick, they'll stay. Like, when people come, that didn't, that didn't make any sense. When people come, they'll stay and stick. That's what I meant to say. So you, you, the consistency in it, I think if one week you've got one kind of format, and then the next week it's completely different, or you're, or you're different in the way you do it. You're super energetic one, and you're super reflective on another. I don't know. I, i I've, I think I find consistency is a, is a better way. Because, you know, as I listen, as you listen longer, you get to know the individuals doing the podcast, and then you start to understand some of the inside jokes, and then you start becoming part of the community, right? That's kind of, I think, the, how that process works. You need to make sure as a podcaster, you're providing that on-ramp for them to listen, feel comfortable, get to know you, and then join the community. I think those are the steps necessary to make sure people stick.
0: Yeah, Stefan brings up a good point. When do I go try a new podcast? When somebody tells me I should try yeah. it and it works good. Yeah. So that's that's really the bottom line, at least for me, that to really make me want to click on somebody is when somebody says, Have you heard this show yet? Oh, it's so great or whatever. So uh Chris Chris caught my uh reference here, Schmoopy, great Seinfeld reference, yes, that's true. And Schmoopy McFarlane would be a weird mix of Seinfeld and the family guy, because of Seth McFarlane. Uh, but yeah, I just, to me, I thought it was a great exercise in reverse engineering. Yes. Shmoopy. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, it's, you know, so when people go, well, my show isn't being found. Okay. Do you have keywords in your, your show title? Do you have keywords in your episode title that make people want to click? You know, does your artwork look like it was made with Microsoft paint where somebody used their foot to guide the mouse. I've seen some artwork sometimes that I'm like, this has to be something that like their two year old made. And they thought it'd be cool to like, you know what? We're going to use, don't do your own art, yeah, we're going to lose, <laughs> use little Susie's artwork for this. It'll be great. Uh, you know, and then from there it's the joy of, okay, now that it's out and I've got that checked off, now I've got to make good content and go find my audience. I chickened out last night uh, partly because it was like 92 outside i am i i've kind of put more effort into my local akron podcast and i'm not sure what was going on downtown but i thought i've got a, i've got a giant box i found it of akron uh podcast business cards and i was like i'm just going to go downtown and if they have a concert going or something i'll uh, just hand these out and i walked outside and went yeah we'll do this in the fall when it's not yeah
1: when it it cools down (laughs) i dave i'd be interested knowing you know from the from the either the audience that's listening live in the chat or if you're watching on youtube later down in the comments like why do you why do you listen to this show Mm. like we get this really solid 25 to 35 every single saturday that come out and i've asked this before but there may be new listeners who have had uh, who you know d- weren't here yeah. 200 shows ago when we asked this question. So, I think um, I think some of the clues may be in what listeners say, oh, why do you guys keep coming back and listening to this? I mean, there's other things you could be doing on a Saturday morning and I'm not encouraging you to quit listening <laughs> right. and go somewhere else, right? Go on <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we really like you guys. We actually we have, like hanging out with you. We have five people you on know?
0: Twitter spaces, by the way. So, if, so if,
1: folks if... on Twitter spaces as well. What, what um you know, what is, what, what, why do you come out and do this? Cause I, that, that may be a question as a podcaster at some point in time, you need to pull your audience on to say, cause we get some feedback, like we got this week again, someone yeah. saying, you know, the signal to noise ratio is a little high. Okay. That's one bit of feedback, but rarely do you get that positive why uh from your audience unless you ask them and so if you don't go if you're not doing some kind of regular survey i and i need to des- i desperately need to do this on home gadget geeks yeah. dr says it's it's her, it's her classroom you know <laughs> uncle i like uncle mars avoiding housework that's a good <laughs> that's it's a, a good reason idea. to <laughs> say hey what Like, whatever, whatever gets it done. I I know, I listen to, now I listen to Scar Authority while I'm doing the editing for Home Gadget Geeks right after this show. So it's part of my workflow. Like, it fits in my workflow. And, uh, and that's uh, why it works for me. Uh, um, Chris Mm -hmm. says, uh, why I listen to the show, I usually get five or more tips, concepts to make my shows better. And, And what keeps me here, I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. Casual, but filled with value. Well, Chris, thank you. I, we appreciate the value. See, you got to balance this noise to what was it? Noise to information, right? Uh,
0: noise to noise to oh, I have it in my notepad here. Noise to signal. I think, yeah, that's signal to noise, noise ratio. To, uh, yeah,
1: signal to noise ratio. So you got to balance that. Chris says, no, actually, you guys do provide value for me. So if we only listen to the negative feedback, right, in and in, in, in we said, so and then we radically changed the show you might change it in a way that Chris stops coming. That's true. Um, Gator says, uh, tune in to get my mind thinking about improving my podcast. You guys uh, get me jump-started. Looks like we got somebody in
0: Twitter. We do. To jump in, Dave. Poppy is going to jump in here on uh, Twitter spaces. So Poppy, thanks for listening. What can we help you with?
2: Hey, I just want to say thank you for asking me why I'm here because I feel like you guys hit a sweet spot for me. It's not just information. It's not just chit-chat. It's a really nice combination of both. And I will never forget a few Saturdays back when I had a question. And there weren't a lot of people in the Twitter space, but you all took so much time with my question. And you didn't make me feel stupid. And you really explored the question with me. And I felt like I was in the best college class about podcasting. And I hung up. And I felt like, oh, that really felt supportive and fun. You know, you weren't just doling out the information dryly and you weren't just making fun of me and getting some jokes from it, you know, blah, blah. It's like, it's the chemistry and the info and it's a really beautiful combo. So thank you so much.
0: Nice. Yeah, we don't make fun of you until you leave. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but no, thanks for that. That's really what we want. I mean, uh, the original idea of this show then uh, eight years, nine years ago, something, this is episode 400. So whatever that is, and, um, was, I just was started off playing with blog talk radio. And then about, I don't know, probably 10 episodes later, Jim's like, you look like you need a co-host. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. And, uh, we've been having fun and playing
1: with technology ever since then. So, well, and um, I, I kind of like hanging out with you, Dave. Like, yeah. I mean, it, let's, let's be honest. I wanted to hang out with you. That was, you were at Saturday mornings. So you looked like you were struggling. I wanted to help you, but I wanted to hang out with you. It was a great way for me to And that, that chemistry is, has kind of worked, I think, uh, over the years. However, okay, so saying that, there are folks who just want the information, right? They just, like, just tell me what I need to know. We're probably not your podcast. Or there's some folks who maybe want more goof aroundery, right? They want to spend more time goofing around and such. We're probably not that. We're that, we're that sweet spot between information and, and relationship or, or community, right, that, that fits in there. I, why am I saying that? Again, not to congratulate, not congratulatory backslapping, slapping <laughs> but to, to say, I think we have found our sweet spot in the way we do it. It works for us. We continue to like each other, and it's not a struggle. And that draws people, right? So I think it's important that you figure out, like, who, when you're doing your podcast, you say, Who am I externally? Mm. And what do I represent? And what am I trying to attract in this? then once you find that stick to it and stay there uncle marv says uh you guys give great value i'm meeting with a
0: potential show sponsor in 15 minutes be- because of us so that's cool so you know this is where again i always give you know from the book profit from your podcast you know have your newsletter pricing no there. yeah have <laughs> no plug at all have your uh, have your newsletter pricing have your included in the show notes pricing And then have your cost per episode, not cost per download price. And then you can kind of do the whole, well, it's X amount of money per episode, and it's a three-month buy. Also, we have the newsletter, and then this much you have to do that. But right for today, you know, if order now. And you'll get these free Ginsu knives. No, you'll get these. uh
1: You know, you get all three for the low, low price of such and such, and blah, 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 and that whole nine yards. So yeah, we don't, we don't do a good job of selling those kinds of things. We probably, we probably could work. That's just not. That's not necessarily us, right? Dave, David says it's family and community. Dan Lefebvre, who's one of the sponsors yeah. on the show, it says it's a weekly habit, right? Like that's what's that's what's done it for me too, right? I started listening uh, as a good way to keep up with the podcasting space. Uh, if there's things I need to be aware of, it usually gets brought up here or, or in chat. And that's, that's all true, right? That's, that's kind of why he comes, um, chemistry. We just, we talked a little bit about that. So there's some good, I, 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 to, to, to bring this full circle, I think there's some good as you're thinking about your own podcast and you're saying, why do people listen to me? If you haven't asked, ask. If you don't know, do some soul searching and, and figure some things out. We're pretty comfortable with this. You know, we, we get the signal to noise ratio feedback and we, we listen, we hear it. Okay. Appreciate it. It's yeah. too, too much noise for you, but we're also getting feedback that it's just the right amount of noise for others. And to change that based on that feedback, I think would be malpractice, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: That's a great term for it. Malpractice. Cause yeah. You've got to know – you have to diagnose the problem so yeah. you can go back and, yeah. and go that route. I mean, we could talk right – Ready? I wish I had a timer. We could spend uh, – put 60 seconds on the clock. Let's talk about ACAST buying Podchaser. Um, okay, they spent yeah. a lot of money. They've got a huge database of podcasters. The CEO of ACAST said they're not going to spam podcasters anymore. And how much is that going to affect your downloads? None. So – Congratulations on PodChaser! Great people over there. They say they're not going to change. We'll believe that when they say it. Um, you know, Todd Cochran has gone the Neil Young route and is pulling his information from PodChaser uh, because Acast is a, a spamming company that says they're not going to do that anymore. So
1: we'll see. Yeah. Well, it's, it's his. Listen, that's his call. Right, yeah. he can do that. That's if that's if that's what he wants to do, and maybe not. Somebody, well, certainly, we want to keep our eyes on on Chase, Right, anytime anything is acquired by anybody, it should just you should just keep your eye on it to see what kind of things go on behind the scenes. I mean, certainly look at Anchor. Right, yeah. it's a good good example of what happens when things get acquired. I want to jump into this early because I want to talk about your.
0: Uh, your fun with using guests. So we're going to do this now. We're going to thank our awesome supporters. Um, Wow. Is that the right music? It's different music.
1: Um, (laughs) Like I just went back to 1976. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Like, where where was the cool rocking thing I had? Uh, It's over here. There we go. Oh, Oh, except they're both going. It's mayhem. (laughs) It's dogs and cats living together. Here we go. Uh, Yeah, we want to thank our awesome supporters. thepodcastcoach.com support. We did lose a few. So if you've been thinking, you know, I should support these guys, now would be a good time to do that um, because this will be the last time we talk about, and you know what? This one I saw coming. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, James. I want to thank James for being an awesome supporter. He was the teacher's pet for many, many, many months uh, at uh, the Dog Podcast Network. So if you have a dog or if you know anybody who has a dog, tell them to go to the Dog Podcast Network and uh, listen to the many, many fine shows. But James is like, because that comes with like an hour of consulting and all sorts of other stuff, and James and I weren't really taking advantage of that. And he goes, e- I- did, and I went, yeah, I totally understand. So the teacher's pet seat is now available, and thanks to James for being an awesome supporter. Uh, if you'd like to uh, check out PodPage, go to trypodpage.com. That's what the Ask the Podcast Coach is running on. Uh, if you need more Jim Cullison, and who doesn't, Go over to the TV and check out Home Gadget Geeks. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, well, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting. And uh, again, if you'd like to become an awesome supporter, there are many ways over there at AskThePodcastCoach.com slash support. So, Jim, I wanted to talk about your experience because you'd mentioned how life happened and you lost your co-host and you've been using these different guest services for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, basically uh, you get to be a co-host for a week, kind of like I did with David Hooper last week, but you're using these guest services. So what's your experience been like, um, so far?
1: Yeah, it's actually been a lot better than I thought. I think I've been mostly relying on PodcastGuests.com. They get any, I get an email twice a week. I look through who's looking to be interviewed. I try to find someone that fits what I'm talking about. I've gone a little outside of the box. I have a variety of tech show, so I can pretty much do whatever I want, but It has been a good process. And, and I think uh, the advice I would give on this, and this is, this is just what's worked for me, is one guest a week. So I did a bunch to, you know, to get about six weeks ahead, and then the pressure's off, right? And then I thought, okay, every week I can just work on one guest and plug them in the system. Now I have a bunch of reoccurring guests as well that I've been inviting back. So it's not like the, the well is, is dry. And so I have plenty to choose from. But the pressure of just, of just finding one new guest a week has actually been really enjoyable. So I send them an email, you know, they have a contact form. Almost, all, in every case, they get back to me. Uh, in, in some cases, I get the guest I'm looking for. In others, I've, they've actually recommended another guest to me, which has worked out just great. We'll talk about that here towards the end of the show. And um, it's, so it's been a really, really positive experience. It's, listen, if you're worried, for, for some folks, there's a little angst about asking people to be on your show. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. You got a little anxiety, or you got some fear of rejection, or you're afraid somebody's going to say no. All those things are possible, right? But they don't, I don't think they happen very often. At least they haven't happened for me in the, in the six or seven or eight times that I've done this in the last two months. Again, one a week, take the pressure off of yourself. And it's helped me develop some new relationships in the space. Now, that for these folks I've interviewed, there are potential future guests as well they've been on they've been great it's been a great opportunity so very di- very positive dave i think sometimes we approach this like a you know the shotgun effect we get that whole list and then we try to batch process this and again for some folks that might work it doesn't work for me kind of one a week real slow growth has been a real positive for me have you seen any
0: kind of trends or you know how people write kind of their bio like are there are there some bios that are better than others or have you pretty much finding the information you need
1: yeah no it's i'm finding what i need and i'm getting good quality guests i also had a company reach out to me and say hey i've got this guest i want to get on your your program uh i did that guest a couple weeks ago and it was a really good experience the guy the guy was an expert he talked about some really cool stuff it was I got, you know, I, this is one I took a chance on. I didn't do a pre-call. Normally I do a pre-call with some of these guests that I'm doing this way. I'm not. Um, So I took a little bit of a chance, but it was a great, it was a great guest. So that's happening too, where, you know, we get spammed. This, listen, you got to be careful because you get, there's a lot of spam out there of folks wanting to come on your show, right? That's not what happened. This was a very targeted and then I even had the guests say to me, "Oh, I I listened to a couple of your shows. I want to talk about this gadget and this gadget and this gadget." Obviously, they had done their homework, right? This wasn't just a, "Hey, I scanned your site and, you know, yeah. I might be a fit," right? You can kind of you can kind of tell.
0: "Hey, I found your show and I think it's great." That's that's always a good one. Um, yeah,
1: especially I love the ones that pick a link from like 11 years ago and you're like, <laughs> Mm, we're a, we're, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you'd know we're a, we're a pretty weekly relevant podcast. And what we talked about 11 years ago probably doesn't have any, you know, any relevance today.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the difference is we have a question here. Would you say that asking for hosts makes you look as an unsuccessful podcast, like a plead thing? You're not really asking for a host. You're asking for a guest.
1: Yeah. Asking and, for guests. Yeah. So that's, or a guest host. Yeah. You know, I asked for hosts, so I said, look, I lost my co-host. Does that make me feel, does that make me feel unsuccessful? Well, I mean, if you don't know me and you're judgy, yeah. Okay. that could probably, but if you know me and you know, I lost Uyghur because as a family, his kids started growing up. What the heck? Oh, You know, I lost out to kids. That's not such a bad thing. Where's your priorities (laughs) at? Come on, Uyghur. Oh, come on, dude. (laughs) Um, So no, I don't, I don't feel like for me, in fact, Dave, it's been a good journey to retool a little bit. And, and I've got a little mojo going now. You know, I've invited, there's a couple of you guys out there that I invited. Uncle Marv has been on the program. He's a great fit for the show. And um, it's given me an opportunity to get to meet some new people. And I'm a high woo relater kind of guy. If we used to, if we're talking strengths for a second, I like it. <laughs> so it's been good for me. I, listen, I, I know there are podcasters out there who are introverted and maybe have a little anxiety around this. And I'm not saying you should do this if that makes you anxious. You gotta figure out some ways, if you're gonna get new folks, you gotta figure out the ways that work for you. This is kinda what's worked for me.
0: What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put up an ever so slight hurdle for people who pitch me really poorly. You know, the, hey, the hey, I found your show, we think it's great, I have Dr. So-and-so who's a great blah, 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 invented sliced bread, have him on your show. I'm going to send them a link to Volley, which is my my kind of my coaching app that I use, because they have to download a free app or install it on their computer. What it's just a little like, hey, if you really want to because it's going to be, hey, I don't know you. So let's get to know each other. Here, reach out to me on Volley and let's let's figure this out. We can communicate much better than email. And if they do, then I'll be like, okay, they're serious about this or not. We'll see. But uh I, I just was like, mm. It it just, I'm getting so many of those now, like every day I wake up and it's, it's funny because you know how Gmail kind of gives you that, that first sentence preview. And when I see that, it's like, hello, you know, I heard your show and I love it. I'm like, yeah, I I don't even open them anymore.
1: (laughs) You you get a ton of those you get, uh, and I do too. Um, And I run a little risk in saying this because i I've said it on this show and I think I had a, a couple individuals reach out to me over the last couple of weeks when I said I was looking for a possible co-host and say, Hey, look, I'm going to take a big, I'm going to take a big risk and say, I'd be willing to throw my hat in the ring. And that too is a, I, I, I put up some speed bumps. So I, I sent an email back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some cases I wait a little bit just to kind of, you know, just kind of see what happens. And then um, we, we scheduled some times to chat. We did those this week. So this Tuesday I met with a few people to do that. And, and then said, Hey, um, this is awesome. You're, you're, you're great. Why don't we try it once? <laughs> I had a pastor friend of mine when I was back when I was working in the church say to me, never start an annual event. Just do it one time and see, see <laughs> if you want to do promise. it again. <laughs> yeah. Don't promise you're going to do this long-term. Just do it one time and then see if you want to do it again. Yeah. So we're in that mode. You know, we're in that mode now where we're going to, I'm going to have them on the show and we'll try it out. And See, like I said, I'm not sure I actually want to go back to having a regular co-host. Yeah. You know, Weger did contact me the other day. I've got him scheduled for the end of August. He's coming back on for one show. I'm just going to razz him. But it's a, um, it's a, it's a great opportunity. You know, again, I'm rethinking things. So I don't know if I'm going to make a decision just yet. Maybe I'll do this for a while and see how it goes. Get some audience feedback on it, right? Do this for a while. See what my audience says i I have to anticipate some negative feedback on this because I've changed the style, yeah a little bit, and some I know I'm going to get some people are just can you just get Uyghur back like he was just so much <laughs> better? Just, can you get Uyghur back? Well, no, I can't actually at this point. so um, I'm anticipating some negative feedback, but I may pick up some new listeners in the you know in the process yeah well, and the other thing is where
0: like you are now the constant. So it's it kind of makes it more the Jim Collison show than you know home gadget geeks. It's still home gadget geeks, obviously, but like you're the consistent thing there. And uh, the other thing I do with people I don't know if they make it through, and I'm like, "Eh, okay, this seems like a good fit. I always throw out the hey because I've never talked to you before, blah blah blah. I reserve the right to not publish the episode in the event I don't think it delivers value to my audience, which sounds really harsh and weird. I've never, had, I've had one person that just said, dude, if you like, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, all right, well, if you that's not good for you, then that's not good for you. I totally, I respect your, your uh, opinion to not come on the show then. Cause like when you said, this guy said, Hey, I'm going to kind of throw my hat in the ring. When I was a musician, you would occasionally have the person. It's like, Hey, any chance I could come up and play or any chance I could come up and sing one or whatever, anybody that has the cojones to actually ask that question usually has the chops to uh to pull it off. So you kind of need somebody who's maybe a little outgoing to be on a podcast. So that's kind of cool. We have here Vagin PT says it's exactly what happened to me. I realized it was better for me to do it solo and have total creative direction than a duo show where something may be awkward. Yeah it's um anytime you have a team, anything. If you think about anything, whether it's uh, a game, a podcast, a business. When you get multiple people, I was just listening to podcast 2.0, and that's primarily Dave Jones is like the head architect of all the technology over there. And then Adam is the idea guy, and they're going to have some people kind of help out, but they were talking about making like, turning it into like the IAB, and Dave said no, because right now they're moving at a pretty good clip. And they're like they when you the more cooks you get in that kitchen, it often does not make the food taste any
1: better. uh, And it just slows things down. And I mean, it can it can if the chemistry is right. It doesn't mean just too many people aren't aren't the right solution or it doesn't mean a a co-host is not the right solution. You know, Dr. says um, she says I'm going back and forth about taking on a co-host for a show that I'm thinking of. They need to have some comedic timing, and I'm really uncomfortable telling someone that they're not, they're not funny. Yeah, you got to work through that piece. For me, this isn't the first time I've struggled with a co-host. I mean, I'd had a bunch of co-hosts that, when we started the show, that dropped off one after the other, and then eventually it was me. Then Weger showed up one day. Does that story sound familiar? I was doing this <laughs> podcast by myself, and then this guy showed up, right? And He, he, I I had him on the show and then I had him on again. And then I said to him one day, you want to come, you want to just do this every week? And he's, and he had been doing a podcast that he shut down Mm. and he's like, yeah, this gives me the opportunity to still podcast, but I don't have to do any of the work. I was perfectly fine. Boy, that sounds familiar. I don't know (laughs) where where I've heard that before. Right. But that works. That that worked for us doesn't work now, and so there's some changes going in place for sure. <laughs> Randy says, "Send them if they're not if they're not funny, send them to me. I'm I'll happily tell them they're not funny." <laughs> I, I could hear Randy saying that. Well, that is that's the thing you have to
0: kind of know that, like, hey, if I'm putting myself out here, then I have to know that I'm going to have that awkward conversation in some cases where I'm like, yeah. Thanks for coming. We have some lovely parting gifts for you, and the home edition game of you know whatever it is.
1: (laughs) Oh, I haven't heard that reference. What do you think about
0: that when when it was on uh, game shows and like you Uh know? Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming. You know, we have some lovely parting gifts, including the home game, so you can go home and remind Mm -hmm. yourself how you lost on this show. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Kind of cruel kind of cruel
0: all right well i did see a fun question uh in facebook that was not the typical one it says hi friends i live with my family and they're always noisy i would wait when they all leave the house and get into the closet (laughs) close the door and try to record an episode but then there's noise on the street that comes through the window and makes it way into my beautiful recording although i'm well hidden in the closet the only time it gets quiet in my house or in the neighborhood is around 3 to 4 a.m. when everyone is sleeping, but that is when I'm also not awake. Anyone else has to deal with this problem. How do you find a quiet space to record, or is there a way to edit it all out in Audacity? And I want to I hear their podcast, because I think sometimes we get a little... I know I listen through the ears of a podcaster. There are times when... I'm hearing stuff that uh, I remember once on the podcast uh, review show, and I was like, "There's this thing," and Eric's like, "I got to tell you, I'm not hearing it." He's like, I, "Now that you told me about it, I heard it." He goes, "But I'm not hearing it." So I wonder, especially if she's in a closet or, or he—I don't know what it was—but uh, uh, if you're in a closet, you've you've got a pretty secluded thing, unless your closet is—I don't know. Did they? I forget the.
1: Is there a window? There's a window in your closet that can't be. Yeah. Yeah. But I can imagine, you know, not all homes, especially if it's here in the U S are built really well. So I can imagine voices and listen, you're, you're recording and you're just hypersensitive to every, you know, every, the, the shirt, you move the shirt over and you hear it, the the breeze blow and you're like, Oh, it's a noise. (laughs) Okay. To your point, Dave, not, we're not hearing it in most cases. The, the answer is no, Audacity will not take that stuff out unless it's isolated in some way, right? You could take out some of that stuff. I, I'd really recommend, you know, if it's, if the, if the podcast is that important to you, and you're, you really have no options at home, see if you can rent some space somewhere. Not a biz, not a business office or something like that. But, you know, there are, there are more and more podcast studios that, you know we have one in here in Omaha, and it's like thirty bucks an hour, which is pretty reasonable. Yeah, okay, that's if you do four a month. That's you know, one hundred and twenty bucks a a month. That's a lot. I get it, but you know, based on what you're doing, you might have to just f- find a location. The other thing to check: check your local library. I know more and more libraries that are getting they're quiet places. <laughs> they're they're starting to become, and some of them are offering podcasting spaces, which is super cool. Or lobby your local podcast or your local library to do something like
0: this. Yeah, we have one here in Akron in our downtown library, and the whole room is glass. And I'm like,
1: I I don't think they really consulted with anybody when they made this. So uh, that's mm -hmm. an option. And then... Nothing like being in a fishbowl when you're recording something like that and everybody's walking by or staring. Because glass can be for, especially in a library, glass could be pretty quiet, right? But... Yeah, It is a little, exp- you're, you're out there in the middle of everything.
0: Yeah. If it's a glass closet, that's not going to work. Uh, so, uh, Dan says, uh, RX advanced dialogue, isolate, not cheap and won't work in all situations and probably cheaper than renting somewhere where the trial at least. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Their dialogue yeah. isolate yeah. or, point, uh, Dan. descript. I'm still a big fan. I had somebody send me some absolute just caca poo poo audio yesterday. Yeah, and I ran it through Descript, not for the uh, editing, but for the sound studio, and definitely, because it, it removes the noise, but it also flattens out the audio. So, uh, you know, um, Andreas says, I I get the background noise, so I don't mind if the content is good enough. And, again, I think a lot of times, you know, we're listening in a quiet room with headphones on, and that's not where, you know. Uh, I just watched uh, Bandrew was doing a comparison of the Tascam MixCast 4 versus Rodecaster Pro 1 and he's literally got a a 15 uh something resistor and he's measuring the background noise it was literally he it was like 10 seconds of like here's the noise of the Rodecaster here's the noise of and it was just there was no difference and if there was yeah exactly and I went this is this is not the hill I'm going to die on I understand that we don't want to have a A noise, but really, most of technology today, it's it's not a deal. So, but um, Dr. has news for us. She says, uh, "Hey, there's an update coming to Audacity. Um, They've actually gone through a lot of good changes since they were acquired." Yeah, there is. I have. I realize that I'm um, I'm moving the school of podcasting, and I'm going through all these old videos, which uh, we'll talk about here in a second about realizing where you were. But I realized that all of a sudden my audacity, because it used to be they'd make one change and I didn't really need to update my videos, but the interface is slightly different. And I know I went to split tracks and I was like, wait, where'd it go? But here's a fun thing. As I'm going through these videos, I found one on, I forget whatever it was, but all of a sudden it was like from probably eight years ago. I had no beard, no mustache. I was about 30 pounds lighter. I was in a business office under fluorescent lights with an ATR 2100. And it was interesting because I stopped framed it. And then with my stream deck, I would switch between now and then. And it was like, and it's just one of those things where I was like, wow, I've come kind of a long way. And you don't notice it because you change a little every day. And so you might want to go back and listen to an episode from a year or two ago or something. Cause it was just, it was an interesting experience that I literally just fell into. And I was like, man, you forget. Plus it was like, that was that the other part of that wasn't so much. The technology is like that particular room was like where I went to hide. (laughs) My marriage was in horrible (laughs) shape and that's where I went to hide. And I was like, oh, I'm in such a better place than I was then. Uh, so that's a fun little exercise. Uh, she says back in the eighties, I used to work in Las Vegas, the frontier hotel, build a sound booth. That's cool. You know, there are more and more places. I know here in Ohio, there's one about 15 minutes from me, someplace in Hudson, Ohio, build a podcast, uh, you know, uh, room recording studio, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, Jim, any thoughts if you go back, uh, I don't know, three years ago, that you would go, hmm, wow, I was there. I know the skis are gone. You had skis yeah. in the
1: background. Yeah, yeah, I did. where This this is just a black curtain now that covers that space. <laughs> you know, what I found interesting when I moved from the Gallup studios during the pandemic to full-time at home, and I was, for the Gallup stuff, I was pretty particular about going into work. In fact, right mm. before the pandemic, I wouldn't do a podcast from home. It had to be in the... the uh, you know, it had to be in the Gallup studios. So during the pandemic, when I came home, I got a lot of feedback from my business, you know, from the business podcast, from the Gallup stuff, from listeners. And I made some pretty big changes in that first, those first three weeks, got rid of the skis, put this curtain up, uh, decluttered back here. It's got, it's since gotten cluttered. But um, the audience overwhelmingly said, I like your background at home. Right? Mm. They, they actually... The, I, I got very, very, oh, none. I got no negative feedback on my, my backgrounds here. So I just left it and now I'm actually more comfortable here. So if you say, if I go back three years and I say things that have changed, I, I was putting too, maybe too much emphasis on what's behind me, you know, or worried about it too much where people actually liked it. Um, no, I, yeah, listen, we continue to get, I listen, I still make mistakes even I made a mistake this week on a podcast. And so you got to cut yourself, but generally I'm winning more than I'm losing. <laughs> you know, I'm doing better yeah. more often than I'm not. So that's probably what's changed.
0: Well, that, that brings up something that I swear every time I don't listen to an episode, like I get done with it. I'm like, okay, great. Edit artwork, title, upload. And at there, I then listen to it. And I hear myself, uh, I was doing something for my Akron podcast, and I was like, blah, and I just totally tripped over my tongue. I paused about three seconds, which should have been more like 10, to make it clearly obvious that there was a problem here, and then I redid it. So I immediately ran over, edited the file, and then replaced it. But yeah, we it's one of those things where I, I hate when I burn myself not listening to my own advice. And I'm like, I tell everybody all the time, listen to it before you upload it. And I didn't. And yeah, so that's always fun. Um, The uh, other thing I thought I would bring up today, Jim, what are your thoughts on AppSumo? Have you ever bought anything from AppSumo?
1: I have not. I'm not an app guy that way. I just don't, I just don't do it. Have, I, you've talked about it a lot. What do you have in mind?
0: Well, the one, I'm, I'm going to put links here. Um, one is called Brandy, and I learned about this if you listen to last week's episode with David Hooper, I said, hey, like, you only have one picture on the internet, and he uses this tool called Brandy. And Jim, do you find it hard when you hear the phrase Brandy to not go, Brandy! You're off, you know? It's <laughs> like, you just have to. Uh, uh, but anyway, Brandy... Your find app is uh, it's basically I'm using it to upload my logos, my uh, any kind of headshots. I have a couple bios there, and it's a cool place. What what's and you're like, well, Dave, you do that in a Dropbox. That's easy. What's great about it is you can upload like high res stuff, and then they can say, look, I just need a three hundred by three hundred, and it will automatically resize it. For them. So I, I think that one was like uh, 49. And then the other one is, in fact, I just put the wrong link in there. The other one was, and I learned about this one from Daniel J. Lewis. If you, Daniel, put the, or, or tell me the name of your website, uh, something Podcast Deals, I think is what it's called. But he turned me on to Prompt Smart. So the first link I put there is for Prompt Smart. And the one I just put in is for Brander. And Prompt Smart. Is this cool teleprompter? And I have like a mirror. I have a whole teleprompter thing. I've just never actually set it up. And what it is, is you can bring over, like you could type your stuff in Google Docs, type your script, and then just pull it into your phone or your iPad or whatever, or on your computer. And the way it works is the hard thing about a teleprompter is you have to set it to scroll and then hope that. It doesn't scroll faster than you want to read, et cetera, et cetera. And so this, hence the name Prompt Smart, stops when you stop talking. So the more you talk, the more it scrolls. It's pretty slick. And they're both lifetime deals. I think the one is 59. The other one's like 49 for life or something like that. And so, and when I read the terms, because the only time I've ever been burned on AppSumo is you'll get this lifetime deal. And usually what it is, it's a new some sort of new app. Like I, I have SendFox was an email program. And you get in first f- for a lifetime deal because they want somebody to come kick the tires on it and get feedback. They're trying to build that community. And I've only had one app that later added a feature that wasn't included. Because most of them say includes all features now and the future, blah, blah, blah. And I forget which one it was. I think it was a tool where I could throw a list of emails in and it would tell me if they were good emails or not. And because I kept having people spam me, like I'd go through my email list and I could, I'm getting all these bounces and things like that. And I, there was some tool that was kind of like, Oh, here, we'll tell you if that's a real email or not. So if you're into buying stuff, yeah. Uh, Daniel says I've been using prompt smart for years because I want to do more YouTube videos and i I'm not, Horrible at them, but I just think I might be better. It's one of the things, like you said, Jim, you know, sometimes I'm like, hey, let's see what happens if I do this. Um, uh, he said, I used it for Zoom, his Zoom 86 6 course, my Mix pre 6 video, and the most recent standing videos. So, uh, cool. So, um, it looks like a fun toy. So, it's on AppSumo, and um, I've actually, for a while, I was like an AppSumo junkie, where I would just, I was constantly buying stuff, because... I bought into the app sumo like super or jumbo deluxe sumo, whatever, where you get ten percent off. And then it's like Amazon Prime. Like I have to order things from Amazon so I can make my money back on the hundred and forty bucks I made for Prime. So I gotta order stuff so I can just keep getting my free shipping and
1: and that whole line yard. So um yeah. Dave, you, you mentioned in there about email addresses, and it's, it's always a reminder to me, just to remind the community, one of the things, if you're a, if you have a newsletter, or if you have a mailing list of some kind, make sure you're paying attention in the, who, regardless of who you're using, whether MailChimp or, uh, what's, what's another, what's the A1? Oh, there's uh, A Weber So most people use those. Um, make sure when you send out a newsletter, you're, you're checking the bounce list again, you're checking against the bounce list. So those are the emails that got sent but came back because the email address isn't good anymore. A lot of folks signed up for your mailing list and have since changed their email address. It's, or they're using a Gmail, a Gmail account that's full, or they changed jobs, because nobody over the last year has changed jobs. Lots of people have changed jobs. So they might have had their work account in there. And then if they're important to you, spend a little bit of time finding them. Maybe go find them on LinkedIn track them down and say, Hey, you were subscribed to my newsletter, but I noticed your email address is bouncing. Can I update that for you? Um, There, you already won them. You don't want to lose them by just a change, just to change an email, right? You know, that's pretty simple. In most cases, again, that for some folks contacting other folks is anxiety, the fear of being rejected. This is a pretty high probability that they'll be like, Oh, thank you. I, I forgot I had even signed up for it and I forgot I was getting the newsletter. So a really smart way now have been particularly now because so many people have changed their email addresses, changing jobs or whatever that's going on. Spend some time going into the settings, find the bounces, go track them down, offer them to come back. Because you spent a lot of time to get them on your newsletter yeah. list to begin with. You don't want to lose them just because they dropped an email.
0: Hey, I want to uh, spotlight and in... actually we're going to go to Ken. I'm going to Star that one thing about emails that I've seen recently, and this is somewhat of a podcast tangent, but it's definitely worth the, the scammers are getting real. The phishing stuff is getting really good. I saw a thing yesterday where it said you paid X amount of money via PayPal to such and such. And I was like, man, that really doesn't. And it was like, click here for your invoice. And I was like, "Mm, that's a weird one. And so I went to PayPal. I did not pay so-and-so, such-and-such, blah, blah, blah. And I saw another one that was, please tell us about your experience with your Amazon purchase. And I looked at it, and I was like, that's not for me. It's like you have to kind of look at the email because it's like just a bunch of random numbers. It's not coming from Amazon.com. So just just be careful out there because the, the phishing, trying to get people – because what happens is you – you click on those links and they'll take you to something that looks just like Amazon and just like PayPal. And then they have you log in. And as soon as you log in, they now have your login name and password for the real PayPal. And they're off to the races. So just be careful with that. I've, I've been seeing it like, oh, kudos for the creativity. That's that's impressive. But you suck. You know, you bad scamming people. So uh, the other thing we're talking about, you know, changing things and formats and, you know, seeing what the audience says, Ken Blanchard is the king of I'm going to try. He's had a motorcycle show. He's had a whole bunch of. And when I saw this, I was like, this should be hilarious. And that is he's trying a puppet show. Um, Spoon says uh, is is the puppet, which looks a lot like Ken. And uh, so he's trying to come up with a team. And so, you know, Daniel J. Lewis, if you don't know, Daniel J. Lewis is very funny. Um, I, i think I've told the story before where I got to hear his, he did a, like an actual like comedy set at podcast movement. They just unfortunately put him like in a hallway so that like nobody was listening and it was hilarious. And so, uh, if you want to help, uh, Ken Blanchard with, uh, a puppet show for kids and, and not, my guess is that's going to be a lot like Bugs Bunny where there's jokes in there for the adults, but it's really for the kids kind of thing. I could see that. Uh, but, um, I also want to know how do you, where do you buy a puppet that looks like yourself? Uh, that's probably a YouTube video
1: where you, uh,
0: you know, have to have that, have that made for you. <laughs>
1: um, Stefan, uh, says, uh, just back to my point just yeah. a second ago, don't check just the bounces. This is a good tip a lot these days. And I see this all the time at work. Uh, a lot of our emails are going to spam folders. You need to do a little bit of education, with, you know, you, you see this all the time, Hey, make sure you're, you know, you're, you're approving this email so it doesn't get caught in a spam filter. If you're sending, if you you have, if you have uh, listeners who are sending it to their work address, chances are it's going through some kind of filter and it may get marked as spam. So there's some trickery and some education you have to do around that to help people kind of get past that um, I, I find the newsletter thing or the you know, the mailing list thing is um hit or miss for some folks. Like for for some they really rely on it. For others, they just go to social for it and, and maybe the rest of us are in the middle somewhere. But man, that Dave, I spend probably 25%, twenty five percent, twenty per twenty or thirty percent of my time in our community at Gallup just managing emails, just helping mm. You know, it's a data quality issue, just making sure we can contact them in some way. And then, you know, you've, you've got all these other channels. When we think about Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all these other pieces that we have to do, there's a lot of active management. If you're going to go with a newsletter or whatever, whatever you're doing in that case, those, that data can get stale or be incorrect very, very fast. And you just need to kind of pay attention to it.
0: You know the one that drives me nuts is somebody will send me an email and the email that it came from is no reply at whatever dot com and I'm like I want to ask them a question and I know if I click on reply oh, yeah it's gonna yeah. go to nowhere and I was like right, ah. right.
1: yeah that was a that was a trend like. 10 years ago for email addresses, you know, this no reply at, Hey, I know we're going to send you an email, but it's going to come from an account. We, we don't monitor. Then I always want to say, then why are you sending Sending, email? Yeah, (laughs) Like don't, don't, don't come up with no reply addresses. That's, that's, that's a horrible way of doing things. It's terrible for customer service. And like you're saying, people don't know what to do. Don't stop doing that. Right. The other things I'm not a big fan of are info at, or yeah. inquiries at, you know, type, especially if you're a solo podcaster, just put your name in there. Well, they're trying to, because <laughs> there are people that will take that email
0: and spam it. So I get that. Uh, they're going to find it anyway, anymore. <laughs>
1: it's they're cool. going to find everything, right? They're, they Don't, I, listen, that's just my, that's my preference. Uh, other people have other, if you, if you want to do that, that's fine. I just, I'm not a big fan of that
0: uh randy has a fun question um has anybody found something other than armor all that will remedy the sticky finish of the material used to make the zoom h6 i tried armor all without much success i'm dying to try it i haven't got it yet i just bought what looks like light blue slime from nickelodeon and it comes in a jar and the The video shows – you know how you have the old French fry crumbs in the cup holder in your car and all those little nooks and crannies. You you try to vacuum them out, but you basically stick this in there and all the gook and old fries get stuck in the slime, and then you pull the slime out. So so my – I'm dying to try this because I think I'm going to end up with like a really dirty ball of gook is what it looks like. (laughs) Um, But it was on a uh, prime day sale, and I was like, okay, I got to see if this works. So that might work, but I know what he talks about because it's kind of this weird rubber
1: coating, and it's like, hmm. So, so the it's sticky or it's slimy. Yeah. What what's the Dave what's the what's the feeling is it is it Oh, kind of I haven't I haven't
0: or? I haven't used it yet. It's still oh, in the jar. Okay. It's one of those things where I'm like uh,
1: No, but I mean the feel on these on this H6. Oh, um I'm assuming it's a process in the manufacturing kind of sticky, comes, I think. More. Sticky. Yeah, it's and it's, is it is it rubber or plastic that it is it's on plastic?
0: It's it's over Yeah, that's a great question because I don't have one anymore. Um okay but it's uh, over the it's plastic and then they've like stretched
1: this rubber stuff over it and it's it's okay. just kind of weird so but um some some of those plastics don't do well or it's it's this weird kind of plastic rubber kind of hybrid kind of thing they don't do well with oil from from our you know from our fingers and they build up over time and you don't you know any degreaser should take care of them but certainly um, I, I put goo on. That's, it's kind of something we've used as an industrial degreaser. Be very, very careful with that. But, but I think any standard degreaser, stuff that you're handling all the time, like your mouse or your keyboard, although the, the degreasers aren't great on a keyboard, but your mouse for sure should probably be wiped down about every six months to, uh, to get some of that residue off. No, yeah, Nothing works. <laughs> that's it uh, says he tried goo gun nothing works well shoot yeah, yeah it's it's tacky that's uh, Dave has a great point point. that's it it's just kind of like oh uh, maybe it's designed to be anti like slip so it doesn't sl- sl- yeah. yeah yeah maybe it's designed to be that way hmm all right well you can email info at no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a
0: fun question the um, she says, uh, I must have been a, a group, a Facebook group. She says, I'm a new member and the first time poster. That's almost like the uh, long time listener, first time caller. You're it's so like long time lurker, first time poster, and brand new to podcasting. I started a group again, in this case, I'm assuming Facebook to survey and poll interested parties on some subjects I'm considering podcasting about. So that's cool, good start, right? Let's figure out what people want. Does anybody else do anything like this to float ideas before committing to a full episode? Uh, Yeah. I call it ask the podcast coach. I mean, that's what I do a lot here. We'll bring up a subject. I'm like, Oh, let's do a deep dive and do it on another show. Uh, I'm finding my group members love voting in polls and offering their comments. It helps me decide how to prioritize my list of potential subjects. So I know I've done that. I did that with the school of podcasting. I had somebody, who is, and this, again, remember how we said we listened through the ears of podcasters? This was a guy who was all about process. He's a quality control guy. He's all about efficiency. And he said he was. Uh, he signed up for like the School of Podcasting Quick Start. And he said, look, I'm really happy with it. You did exactly what you said you're going to do. I have a podcast that's up and running. He said, but I, he said, if it was me, I would inject some accountability. And he actually made some really good points that I put into play. But he was kind of like, I said, like a to-do list? Or what are, you, what are you talking about? And this and that. And so we kind of figured out what he was talking about. And I was like, hmm. And I, it dawned on me. I'm like, of course, this is coming from a quality assurance guy, this and that. And so I put it out to the School of Podcasting. I said, how would you inject accountability into this particular system? And in a nutshell, most of them said, no, nah, we're good. So it was one of those words, like it helps you decide. uh, There's a a great book by Pat Flynn called Will It Fly? And he talks exactly about this, where, you know, there are guys that are getting ready to start a business or whatever. And it it sucks because I've done, I've had ideas and I've put it out to people. And you want people that are like, does this exist now? Like, where can I buy this? And if you kind of don't get that, you're like, oh, I, I really thought people would be more excited about this. And want like I, um, DR was talking about a, um, a focus group and I tried to start up a, like a super, like, you know, 20 bucks a month focus group where you could get an episode reviewed and then you would help review other people. And I really wanted to make this thing. And I, I threw that idea and interviewed a bunch of people and they all went, yeah, I got enough podcasts to listen to. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to get feedback on yours. And they're like, yeah, I'm good on content, which I hear a lot. And so I was kind of bummed because I was like, man, this is what people need. We need to have a cool way to get, you know, input and feedback. And everybody went, eh, okay, yeah, it sounds good, Dave. Have fun with that. So, yeah, it's always a good idea to uh, to get feedback on stuff and, and, you know, save yourself from doing something that's not going to work.
1: In the same vein, though, there are, if you listen to the critics, Mm. oftentimes, you may have a really good idea. And this is the, this is super frustrating, by the way, because you're like, just somebody tell me if I should do it or not. Like, it may be a really good idea that is, that everybody says it's a bad idea, but then you push it out there and it goes crazy. So, I mean, if you really believe in it, do it. Let it fail. Don't, don't let people fail it for you. Let it fail. And when you've done it you've tried it and it fails, um, either you weren't the right person to do it or it's not, a, it wasn't as good of an idea as you thought. Somebody else may pick up that idea, by the way, and really make it successful. It's right. super, super maddening. But I, I, I would, I'd prefer let it fail on its own. You, you let it fail with you. Don't let the critics fail it for you. Yeah.
0: Give it a shot. Cause if nothing else, I mean, I always kind of joke. I have a, a, a podcast that has, I think four episodes <laughs> called new to cooking. Cause for a while I was really going to get into cooking. And so I started a podcast about it and I say, Hey, try that recipe. Cause you'll either end up with a really tasty meal or a really good story about that time when you tried to cook something, something. And so it can be that way with whatever you want to try Hey, remember that time when we brought in Dennis Miller into Monday Night Football? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, you know, either it was really entertaining or it was a really good story. So, uh, you know. And some people
1: really love Dennis Miller. Oh, I, I mean, loved Dennis he was, Miller. He had that really eclectic uh, humor, <laughs> uh, you know. And he, that dude could pull references from like 50 years ago or even from yesterday. Like he was just so well-versed. I think there were some people who really liked him that probably wasn't the pop, you know, the public.
0: No. When, way. when you're talking to football guys and he's like, you know, back when Sarah Klee said such and such, and you're like, wait, what? You know, it was uh, yeah. maybe not yeah. quite the best yeah. fit.
1: No, <laughs> no, it, but it was, it, it, listen, they tried it. Yeah. That's right? it. I You got to give them, you got, I think there's too, sometimes there's too much pressure on those kinds of things. And yeah. there's just so many haters. Like, why couldn't, why can't people say, oh, well, he's just, he's not my favorite. But then, you know, people are just like, oh, that's the worst decision you ever, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I found him inter- a little entertaining at times. Was he the right guy for the job? Well, at the end of the day, no. But Monday Night Football has struggled in general <laughs> to find the right, you know, they had uh, they had the original crew, right, of Howard Cosell, Dan, Deer door no. Yeah. Cosell was it Cosell Dan and, and, and Al Michaels? Al Michaels, and there was it?
0: another guy. Uh Dandy Dunn. He was yeah. a quarterback. because um, he was kind of a country guy and he'd sing at the end of the night. And to me, this is again going back to branding and you come for the host. I don't watch Monday night football. I watch Thursday night football on ESPN because that's where Al Michaels is. I followed the yeah. host. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. yeah. it's not it's not Unless it's the voice of Al Michaels. And when that guy retires, I'm going to probably stop watching football. Here's a fun one. What do you guys think of Mike flags? I, I think they're what they are. They're icing on the cake. Um, Cause I, I thought about, it's funny. He brought that up. Cause I am seriously thinking of, I need to, again, find the cojones to go out and do interviews and stuff in my little local podcast. And I was like, I should get an Akron podcast, mic flag. And they're usually like, I mean, you can make your own. You can go to like, Uh, uh, arts and crafts thing and get a little foam ball and cut a hole in it and throw it up there. And then you, you buy the stickers of your logo and put them on there. You could do something like sticker mule for that, or you could just save the time and money. And I think when I priced them, they were like 50, 60 bucks, which seems a lot, but you're going to buy it once, you know, and then they make some that go on like a handheld microphone so they're here, and then they make, especially for this particular one with the SM7B, they make wide ones that go on here. And to me, it's just kind of uh, it's uh, a signal that you know what I take this kind of seriously, and I've gone the extra route, and I had an extra fifty bucks in my pocket to go buy a mic flag. So it's, uh, I think it's kind of cool, and I, I think especially if I was doing interviews, that's where those could really come in. B and H has them. There you go. So uh, go to. Uh, Mike flag doesn't fit on my road arm with my EV three Oh nine eight. Yeah. That's yeah. That stinks. That's where I got to get. I got get out the scissors and get creative. Got to get creative.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Well, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want one because I podcast half the time for, you know, for the average guy or home gadget geeks. And then the other time, half the time's gallop, And I don't want to be changing that around all the time. Right. I, yeah. Maybe if I could spin it, I, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Like there's already enough stuff going on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of a big advertisement. That, that, that's me personally, by the way. That's just, that's my personal opinion.
0: Yeah. But I, would I like that idea of have a different sticker on each side and you're like, okay, yeah. now I'm doing this show, spin it again. That would
1: work. Uh, and I know. Yeah, Cause it only has to show this side, right? Yeah. You know, that's you- on the mic, the side that's facing the camera. You have to be careful because they're you okay there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm not like you're breaking things. This is the road reporter mic. There's also oh, a yeah. uh Shore SM 59 I think it is. That's another outdoor recorder kind of interview Bob Barker thing. And these are much smaller in diameter than like a Q2U. So you have to, you know, bust out a measuring tape. What else is in this? This is like my travel bag. Um mm-hmm. Oh, I have the Tascam, I think uh DR10. This is really handy because you you plug it in. What it is, it's a little, you know, how you have your mic cable and you have the little female end that goes into the male end of the of a microphone, right? And so this is just this little itty bitty recorder. I think it's 90 bucks if I remember right, and you plug it into your microphone. And the bad news is is the record button is on the side and it's not a button, it's a slide. And so this is one of those where, like, I almost have to let my thumbnail grow so that I can slide it. And that's really the biggest thing why I don't use this is I could never tell if it was recording or not. Whereas if it had a button and a red light, I'd be using this thing all the time because it makes it so much easier to, you know, again, if I'm doing a – if I'm running downtown and I want to do interviews and do the Bob Barker, that's the way to go. But I could never figure out if the thing was recording or not. It was a kind of a pain in the butt, so – fun thing. mic
1: flags out there in chat. Yeah. A lot of folks doing that.
0: See now I, I, and I think there's even like mic flag. I remember I did research on this once. I was really going to get a mic flag and I have to go back and, and see if I made a note in Evernote somewhere, where to go. Cause I know I was looking for, of course I was looking for one that would give me a good mic flag. And then I was looking for one that would give me a, the same price as a good mic flag that had an affiliate program. Cause well, you know, why leave money on the table? If you can yeah. find good ones with a, an affiliate
1: program, but I don't I'd think I'd almost rather have a a magnet down here that says homegadgetgeeks.com as it goes down the you know so that it would be magnetized up here so that you could still move this around but if if you're going to do it that way like nobody will click on a logo <laughs> I'd rather have the I'd rather have the just thinking about this the the email I just interviewed a guy that did uh, we all we did was talk about the new domain extensions so I've got that in my head right now like do people really type in still like when when I say go to homegadgetgeeks.com do people actually remember those things or are they just searching for it and then clicking on it
0: I've That's, seen I've seen many of people put a domain name into a search box and I'm like no no just type in the domain and nope they're going to search
1: for schoolofpodcasting.com yeah yeah it's safer to search for it than it is to just put it in the address bar cuz if you if you misspell it and it takes you like some sites have been spoofed so that they've people have bought the domain names around it so that if you if you miss a letter or you misspell it in some way they own that and they'll send you to their site not saying anybody waits for domains to go stale so that they can buy them and then direct them to their own site or anything like that nobody <laughs> ever do those kind of shenanigans but but so actually going to search first is probably a safer way of finding than typing in unless you're you're you trust your own typing yeah dr is
0: asking what the heck is a mic flag it's um oh there we go. it's a little square box that goes near the top of your microphone that you can then stick your logo on the box and so this is uh here's another thing since we're talking about things you put on your microphone the k cha- chaotic uh, eyeball have you ever heard of this thing what it was is, it looks like somebody took a Nerf football,
1: oh yeah, I've seen these, cut a hole yeah, yeah, yeah. in it
0: and yep. stuck it, stuck a microphone in it, and oh, no. that might work okay. But for me, if you really want to cut down on background noise, what is your microphone pointing at? Right, it's it's over here, it's bouncing off the back wall. So sure we're looking at a picture of these three microphones sitting in front of a a fireplace. So putting your microphone in a Nerf football uh, will cut down the sound of the fireplace, but most of the noise that's making it into the microphone is coming from behind you. So for me, if I really want to make a difference on the sound, I would hang up a sleeping bag behind me on something uh, if I was trying to, uh, to cut the noise on that. But uh, that just came up in the, the image search boy, it's always fun, you know. I'm surprised I did that live because when you do an image search on Google, <laughs> you, you kind of never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's like my when, story. when I was True teaching story. when I was teaching computers, I and this tells you how old I am. I used to teach a class on how to surf the internet, and I was teaching Dogpile and Alta Vista and Hotbot and, and all this other stuff. And at some point, I would just let my class surf the internet, and some guy put in Canton TVs because he was looking to buy a TV and he got a site on transvestites. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, remember mm-hmm. the back button. You might want to, yeah, mm-hmm. if you could click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. There we go.
1: So Jim, who's, who's the new guest on uh, home gadget geeks this week. Yeah, so so uh, a gentleman His first name is Karn and he joined me from, uh, from Radix. They are a top level domain company. They own dot space and dot store and some of those, dot info, dot tech. They own some of those those extensions. those And so we I always I kind of thought that was a dying thing to have yeah. to buy some of those. Dot but coffee. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's a big business right now. And so we spent a little time talking with him about it, kind of a shorter interview, but a ton of fun to kind of catch up in that space. And I thought it'd apply pretty well to what we do here. So I'll be posting that a little bit later this afternoon, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And on
0: this week's School of Podcasting, I interviewed uh, OG from the Smashing, Smashing, nope, how about Stacking, there we go, Stacking Benjamin's show. This is a guy that was a hospice doctor, and just that phrase makes me go, ew, yeah, and um, he... Basically, wasn't having that much fun, but he actually chose to be a hospice doctor. Long story short, he started a podcast. He's a financial guy now, and so he has this really cool Because of My Podcast story. And so he's got a book coming out, and I've been sitting on this interview for a very long time because this book comes out in August, and I've got uh, him coming out this week, and then the last week will be, of course, the question of the month. And um, so that's what's coming up on the com. Hopefully, the signal-to-noise ratio was better today, and... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe we tightened it up a little bit. Yeah. Just a little sharper <laughs> than it normally is.
0: But uh, we'll be here next week, every Saturday, ten thirty Eastern Standard Time. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash live